we come to you this day trusting that you are God all by yourself. We turn our lives over each and every day that you give them to us back unto you so that we can live a trust relationship and a love relationship with you, Lord. I thank you this day for this great and blessed day. I thank you for the Holy Spirit that has already come to warm our hearts. I thank you, Lord, for your Son, Jesus Christ, who died and rose for yet our sins, Lord. I ask at this time that you move me behind the cross so that your words will be present in, in our hearts, in our ears, and surrounding everything that's going on in this moment so that we can appreciate and embrace trusting in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It is always a blessing to come before the people of God. I was sharing with Donnell that there are a lot of things that go on to make Sunday worship what it is. But if we only sat around and focused on Sunday worship, we'd miss all the worship in between. There's worship on Monday. There's worship on Tuesday. There's praise and worship every day. Somewhere there ought to be worship in our hearts. Before we began our Lytton prayer service, our Wednesdays were kind of the concentrated day of both Bible study and choir rehearsal and a lot of things go on here at the church. And not that our Lytton prayer service has eliminated that, but it has changed it for yet a little season. The devotional, the Upper Room this, uh, Disciples um, Book of Devotion for Monday, March the 14th, the topic was preparation. As I looked at the passage for that, 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 that word of the day, it was interesting that it is the passage that we will be using for this coming Sunday for Palm Sunday. But the word was about preparation. It highlights the Matthew 21, 1 through 11 passage. I'm not going to read that, but I want to kind of give you the foundation of what this message is about. It simply says, Lent can bring out the best and the worst in all of us. It gives us an opportunity to think more clearly about our spiritual lives, but sometimes... Sometimes it gets challenging. And it goes on to explain that there are members in this person's church who wrote this devotional that do the same thing year in and year out. They get everything set up for Palm Sunday. They go through the parades. They plan for the event. But they forget within the ritual what it takes to worship God. And it goes on to say, we get ready for Palm Sunday, knowing what's going to happen on Good Friday, expecting the blessing to get to resurrection Easter Sunday morning. But simply because we think we know, we forget to prepare our hearts. So this morning's message is simply about 
the fact that peace is priceless. And in order for us to prepare for what God has for us, we have to have a desire to seek the peace of God in everything that we do. The scripture this morning comes from James 3, 13 through 17, and Philippians 4, 4 through 8. I will start with the James reading. You may follow with me. It simply says, Who is wise and understanding among us? Let them show it by his good life, by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambitions in your heart, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but it is earthly, unspiritual, even of the devil. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure. Then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, and good fruit, impartial and sincere, peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. The Philippians 4 passage reads, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, what is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, amiable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about it, such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and God and the God of peace will be with you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Again, I say the sermon title. The wisdom title this afternoon is simply the fact that peace is priceless. Some of you may have experienced TV recently. I'm not sure if you've given up TV for Lent, but there's some really great commercials that are on TV. There's a MasterCard commercial that talks about the cost of tickets to the symphony, 
is XYZ. And the time to get there, the dinner, experiencing that together, costs XYZ. And each of these things they continue to talk about. But at the, at the end of the, the commercial, the punchline is, it's simply time spent together is priceless. Or there's the Calgon commercials that ran years and years ago, and they would say, Calgon, take me away. And the people would simply be rushing and rushing and rushing all around in the commercial simply to get to the point where they could just say, Ah, Calgon, take me away. In the rush of the day and all the things that are going on and everything that we do, sometimes we forget how important the peace of God is. It's bigger than the MasterCard commercial. It's beyond what Calgon can even imagine. Because the peace of God is simply a desired state that we want to be in relationship with God at all times. For I say to you, the peace of God is priceless. Philippians puts it something like this. It says, don't be anxious for anything. And then it says, the peace of God transcends all understanding. So if I were to go around the room and simply say, what is it? Go ahead and describe it for me. What is the peace of God? And after we may struggle and brainstorm a minute, we have to all come to some type of conclusion that simply says peace is possible. It's a gift of God. It's a dynamic gift. It's constantly there, but it's moving at every point. I thought about it. I went to the definition and I began to pull different things about what is the peace of God? If I were to say to some of you, you might say, it is the space that is absent of confusion. It is the space that exists where everything is just right there. It's the calming of the water. It's a moment of experience. But if I had everyone's definition, I simply would say it still doesn't capture it all because the peace of God is priceless. You can't buy it. You can't have enough money to rent it. You can't pick it up at the local grocery store. But yet and still, he gives it to us so that we can give it away. So that we can share it with each other. So we can wear it in our presence. So we can live it in our being. For you must think about it. The peace of God is precious. Did we pay for our salvation? Did we go somewhere and say, how much does forgiveness cost and I want to see if I have enough dollars and when I can pay you, I'll be forgiven? The answer is no. Because God's grace 
and his gift of salvation is free. That's the good news. The hope is that once you have it, you will exhibit it to the point that someone will want what you have. The peace of God that is priceless. It's the sincerity in our hearts. It's the humility in the way that we do things. It's how we live on this Christian journey. Our devotional this morning dealt with God's love. That's part of the peace. Because you can't really have the peace if you haven't accepted God's love. If you haven't had the willingness to be forgiven and you're walking around with the unforgiveness in your pocket and you're really wanting to envy and be anxious and have anxiety and issues with everyone else, as the book of James said, you won't actually be able to hold on to the peace of God. But the greatness is God still continues to offer it to us. For the love that he gives us through his son Jesus Christ, for the grace that surrounds everything that we do, it's here all the time. So the pressure is, if peace is Christ, why don't we all have it? Think about it. If peace is priceless, why do we worry? Why are we anxious? Why are we struggling when God says, let it go? Because that's our humanity. That is why God loves us so much. That he gave his only begotten son. And whoever says, and says and says it over and over that I believe that he's willing to continue to extend to us each and every day freely his love, his grace, and his mercy. And in between all of that lies the peace of God. For some of us, the peace of God comes when we finally let go of the responsibility that we think we have in our family. We don't have to be the martyr. We don't have to be perfect. We don't have to do everything because no one knows how to do anything. We can just stand back and say, God, what have you called me to do today? And let the peace of God run through our lives. You ought to be able to feel the peace. It's a warmth. It's a comfort. It's something that truly is priceless. But when we pray the Lord's Prayer and we ask for the daily bread to be given to us, the peace of God is right there in front of us. But sometimes we're too busy wanting to fix something that God hasn't asked us to fix, and we're too busy trying to identify who is to blame for X, Y, and Z, and we turn around and we miss the very blessing of the peace of God. Think about the morning that you had. You got up. You didn't wake you up. 
there's a sign of the peace of God right there. You praised God, had your devotional, had your breakfast, made a few phone calls, had gone to work, had simply sat by and read your scriptures, had a fellowship moment with Jesus today. The peace of God was everywhere, everywhere around you. And then we got together as well. More moments of the peace of God. Isn't it exciting that his ever-present grace and love and peace is there for us every place we look? But you may be saying, Lord, she doesn't understand. I spent my morning talking to the insurance company because they haven't been able to handle my claim. And I have to give them a piece of my mind because they seem to misunderstand that that's not my bill. And I've been at the dentist's office and I'm under this Novocaine and she doesn't understand that. She's talking about the peace of God. My tooth is hurting. Those are situations. Those are life moments. But the peace of God surpasses all understanding. It is available to all people at all times for all situations. There's no reason that God's peace is not priceless or available to us. So I ask you to think about peace and simply consider that peace for me that I share with you translates into praise everything and commit to Emmanuel. That's what the letters peace rain out and say to me. I will praise everything, the up and the down, and I will commit unto Emmanuel. Because Emmanuel has the plans for my life. Jesus Christ knows who I am. And the peace that surpasses all understanding, he's already sent it to me today. And I'm thanking God that he sent it. And so when I'm able to look at the book of Philippians, and read and allow it to minister my heart. It says in verse 8, Finally, my brethren, whatever is true, whatever is pure, whatever is right, whatever is noble, whatever is lovely, whatever is amiable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned, and received or heard from me or even seen in me. Put it in practice. And the God of peace will be with you. So I say to you this day, on Wednesday, 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 if you haven't had a, pen, a moment to grasp hold to the fact that peace is priceless, take this 24 hours and say, I'm going to do all that I can to recognize the peace of God. Around the corner, 
up the street, on my job, in my house, at my prayer closet, in my kitchen, when I'm paying bills, when I'm talking to my brothers and sisters, when I call the insurance company, I am going to not only recognize that the peace of God is priceless, but I'm going to learn how to give it away. I'm going to live it and walk with it and talk with it and allow it to embody my spirit so that I can be changed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. So my language can be different. From my actions can be different. I can look at a situation instead of reacting negatively or envying someone, forgetting what they have and what God has for them. I can look at them and be humble and excited for their joy. Peace is not only priceless, but it transforms our hearts. So I ask you today, it's hard to put your hands around peace, but give it a try. Give it away every corner that you can this day, because you can't separate the love of God and the peace of God. They're right there together, and he gave it to us to give away. Amen. Let us go to God in prayer. Thank you, God, for the gift of peace. Thank you for your salvation and your grace. Thank you for your mercy and your love. If any of us are holding on to things that we should forgive and let go of, help us, Lord, this day with your grace and your peace to allow us to accomplish that task. If it is our tongues and our hearts and our minds that are pondering on things that really aren't ours to ponder, Help us to let us let them go. And when we let them go, grab hold unto us and give us the peace that surpasses all understanding and let us know that it is you who has given it to us so that we will remember this day as a reminder that the peace of God is available all the time. Thank you for letting us know that peace is priceless as we go forth. We ask this in all of these things during this Lenten season. In your precious Son Jesus' name, Amen.